Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I want to thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbrusard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So as we, we continue our conversation about Mary as we're getting ever closer to Christmas, the birth of Christ in and through Mary, Advent is always a time of maybe considering Mary as she is pregnant, bringing Jesus into the world. And so for those of you who maybe weren't with us the last two weeks, just to give you a quick run through of where we've been. Week one, we talked about the problem, the problem of sin, how Adam and Eve passed on their sin all to, through all the generations, and we are part of that passing on of original sin. But we talked about God had a plan. God, in his infinite plan, overseeing all of time, God knew that he would fashion a woman to be the new Eve, and he would fashion his son Jesus in her womb to be the new Adam. So the new Adam and the new Eve, Mary and Jesus, would repair, they would restore, they would redeem what Adam and Eve messed up. They would restore the fall. And so the person of Mary was the beginning of God restoring humanity. He fashioned her a perfect woman, a perfect vessel for his son, Jesus. And last week we talked about that. How do we understand this perfect vessel? It's through the Immaculate Conception, right? Mary was conceived in her parents' womb, Anna and Joachim, without sin. Her whole life she was preserved without sin so that she could be this perfect yes to Jesus, to God, to God's plan, spouse of the Holy Spirit. There was a particular grace that Mary was given so that she could be immaculate all of her life. And then she gave birth to a son as a virgin. She conceived in a supernatural way through the Holy Spirit and gave birth to Jesus, the Word of God made flesh. And that's what we want to talk about today. How is Mary mother? One, how is she mother to Jesus? Two, how is she mother to the church? And three, how is she our mother? It's really not going to make sense if we don't understand that when we um, are baptized, we have a new birth. There's a new life that happens in us. And we enter into a supernatural life with God. In order to help us understand this, let's just first talk about Mary being the mother of Jesus. Now, a lot of this stuff is going to be already repetition for you, but 
In the early church in the second and third century, there was arguments. Some said Mary really wasn't the mother of God. She was the mother of someone who looked like God. She gave birth to the humanity of Jesus, but not the divine God. They had a hard time admitting that Mary was actually the mother of God. And so let's just look at a few scripture passages that might help us understand this. This is some of your notes. You can just take it home and study it. This is John 1, 14. The word, the word of God, the eternal word from all of time, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Now that's just one scripture passage, right? The word of God, which was from all eternity, God. In the beginning it was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. That's John. This word, at some moment in history, which we call the incarnation, this word, which had no flesh, which was just divine, this word took flesh. The moment of the incarnation when the Holy Spirit and Mary got together, that moment changed all of time. At that moment, the word was with flesh that did not have flesh. The word was united to humanity and forever in eternity, the word of God is a person, divine, united to humanity. The early church had, they were praying through this, they were arguing through this, and so they, when they declared this, Mary is the son, the mother of God, they called Mary the Theotokos, the mother of God, the God-bearer. They said Mary literally bore God in her womb, the third person of the Trinity. Then I see in creed that we preach, that we, we profess in mass, it says, we say this, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. So the Son of God was born from God. He was from God, the Father. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary. So it's important that we, we recognize and we remember that Jesus is both God and man and so Mary is the mother of God insofar as she gives birth to the second person of the Trinity. It would be wrong to think that Mary is just the mother of the humanity of Jesus. It'd be wrong to think that Mary is just the mother of someone that appears to be God. No, Mary is mother of God who is both fully human and fully divine. It's a mystery, but it's what we believe. So, we're gonna go from there to how is Mary the mother of the church? Well, because Mary gave birth to Jesus, what scripture is gonna tell us through uh, St. Paul is that you and I are 
united to Jesus through our baptism. And, and because of that, we are going to embrace Mary as Jesus embraces Mary. The baptismal font uh, is very much often referred to in the early church as the womb of the church. In other words, the, the church gives birth to children. It gives birth to spiritual children. The church brings life um, to the world. And so, like the baptismal font, very often we bring children to the baptismal font and they are cleansed of original sin and they become children of God. They become brothers and sisters of Christ. Well, how do we understand what's happening? What we understand happening is supernaturally, Mary is participating in that birth. Just like Mary gave birth to Christ in the world, so as we are reborn, Mary is there participating in our rebirth. She is praying for us. She is laboring to intercede for us so that we in this supernatural life are given a new mother. The church says Mary is our mother in the order of grace. So watch this. When you were baptized, as we said, original sin is washed away and the life of Christ begins to live inside of you. And so you are united to Christ. St. Paul says um, we are mystical members of the body of Christ. We are part of Christ's body. We are united to his body in a mystical, mysterious way. But because we're united to his body now, because we're members of Christ, we have the same mother as Jesus. So Mary is our mother, therefore she is the mother of the body of Christ, which is the church. So what role does she play? How do we relate to Mary? Well, when we pray to Mary, what we're basically praying is, Mary, help us in the order of grace. Mary, protect us. Mary, defend us. Mary, labor to defend us against the enemy of our life in Christ, which is Satan, which is the devil. If you remember, we talked in the week one, um, Mary was, uh, Eve was in the garden. They sinned, and God said, I will put enmity between you your offspring and her offspring, talking to Satan. I will put division between Eve and Satan. She, he will crush your head and you will strike at their heel. It's a foreshadowing of what's happening with, with Jesus and Mary. Now Jesus and Mary, God is, is, is renewing all of creation through them. And so when you're baptized, you gain a redeemer, a savior, a brother in Christ, and you gain a mother in Mary. And so we live in this world um, in the natural order, but we also live more profoundly in the supernatural order of grace. And so we have brothers and sisters, saints in heaven. We have brothers and sisters, those who are baptized here on earth. And all of us share a mother Mary, 
a supernatural mother who's with us, who's guarding us, who's protecting us, who's praying for us, who wants our good. Mary wants us to be holy. She wants us to be with her and her son forever in heaven. So that's why we pray to Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee, right? Hail Mary, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And so as we just talk about Mary, some people can get nervous about Mary. Why are we talking so much about Mary? Well, if think about this. If St. Paul says we are united to Christ, we're united to his body. The church is the body of Christ. Within the body of Christ has a mother. Mary was with Jesus. She is inseparable from his work. She was inseparable from allowing the word of God to come into the world. And we are constantly praying to be transformed into Jesus. The more that we become like Jesus, the more that we understand that Mary is our mother just like Mary was his mother. When you pray to Mary, I invite you to ask her to help you stay united to Jesus. I invite you to pray to her to help defend you against the enemy of our human nature, the enemy that wants to draw us back to the old way of Eve and Adam, Mary who will try to get us to live in this new way of life, this redeemed life. Next week, we're going to talk about different devotions to Mary. A lot of people pray to Mary in different ways. They pray the rosary. They pray novenas. We, we call Mary different things. We have different names for her. How do we understand all of these different ways that we pray to Mary? And how can we do it in a, in a way that uh, inspires devotion to Mary? We'll talk about that next week. But for this week, at least we can maybe study a little bit about how is Mary our mother, the church's mother? How is she continually bearing fruit in the world by bringing new life and new children into the family of God. Mary, our mother, pray for us. Amen.